0: What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we're talking to Sabrina Sutherland, who is a professional 800 meter runner for Oregon Track Club Elite in Eugene, Oregon. And it's so fun because Sabrina and I were actually teammates for a little while at University of Oregon. And we worked out together, we were we were like tempo buddies. So we work out on Tuesdays together and it's been so cool to see her doing really well. She just ran a PR in the 800 of 158.82 which is her first time going under two minutes and it's coming at the perfect time i mean the olympic trials are coming up in a couple weeks so i'm super excited for this episode and i hope you guys enjoy it get to know sabrina a little bit more and now you can root for her at the trials so stay tuned don't forget to rate and review the podcast on apple podcast if you listen every week and you love it it helps me out so much you guys i know i say this all the time but it really helps establish credibility for the podcast so that means i can get more high profile guests on you know they see that you guys are loving it and rating and reviewing and they're like i'm gonna come on a conference over cold brew and have a conversation with emma so that you guys get to listen to it ask some listener questions on our instagram so it's you know it's a win-win for both of us it literally takes only 15 seconds all you have to do is just go on apple podcast rate review 15 seconds max, and it just helps me out a ton. It's a free way to support the podcast, and I really appreciate it. Also, if you just spread the word about the podcast to your friends, family, whoever, tell them about the awesome convos we're having on, on the pod. I appreciate you all for listening every week and supporting me. It means a lot. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than Crazed Foods. It's something that I've been working on for a really long time. You'll probably hear me talking about them in more of these podcasts and see them in my stories on my YouTube channel, because it's really exciting for me. I cannot believe I'm putting out my own products. This is like so wild. The Crazed Foods Bar is a peanut butter coffee bar sweetened with honey, which packs 55 milligrams of caffeine from real coffee. They're super simple, just peanut butter, coffee, honey, whey protein and natural vanilla. I use them before I train, especially in like the afternoons when I have an afternoon workout, just for like a little pep in my step. And they're a heck of an energy boost plus convenient when I'm traveling around. We also have a plant-based version, which instead of the whey protein, subs in pea protein. And we also just came out with our protein iced coffee. So it's a type of powder made from whey protein and real coffee and natural flavors. It's so, so good. I throw it in my smoothies almost every single day. And it also has 59 milligrams of caffeine. So it's perfect for post workouts in the morning. I am so happy that I'm able to put out products that I genuinely love and use on a day-to-day basis. Seriously, I never would have thought that I would be able to create my own food brand and like sell peanut butter coffee products. It's so wonderful. Awesome and the reviews are coming in on Amazon. So thank you to all who have reviewed so far and purchased I got to read one of my favorite ones from Madeline. Thank you Madeline for writing this review on Amazon She said I almost don't want to give these such a positive review because I want them all to myself And I don't want them to sell out, but these in fact are so tasty and satisfying I eat one almost every day and now I can't imagine my life without them a little dramatic but true I've tried eating them as a pre-run and post-run snack, and they've been great every time. The combo of peanut butter and coffee is perfect. 10 out of 10, super yum, we'll be buying these again. Everything is back in stock on Amazon now, and you can pick up a box for yourself in the link attached to this episode, or just by going to amazon.com crazedfoods Please go try it out. All of the products are so, so good. I use at least one of them every single day and I hope you guys love them as much as I do. I know a lot of you guys have sent me DMs saying how much you love them, so it seriously makes my day and being able to create something for you guys that helps fuel your days as much as it helps fuel mine is incredible to me and I hope you guys try out one of the products or all of them and let me know what you think. Now let's get straight into today's episode. So excited to have you on, my girl! It's been so long. I feel like we haven't like sat down and had a conversation since college. Literally, so. I know. It's been so
1: long, and I'm honored. I'm really honored.
0: Okay, I'm honored that you're going to come on my <laughs> podcast. Okay, um, well, to start off the podcast, do you want to just give us like a little rundown of who you are and what you're about? Yes,
1: um, my name is Sabrina Sutherland. I run the 800 meters, and I'm running for the Nike Oregon Track Club Elite. Um, training for the trials and hopefully Olympics.
0: Yes and you've been on a roll this year I will say I did I just saw you um a couple weeks ago at Portland Track Festival where you you ran a PR of one fifty eight eighty two, right?
1: Yeah yeah that was a big PR for me.
0: Yeah that was that was your first time going sub two right?
1: Yeah it was my first time um wasn't expecting to skip 159 but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah i mean how did that feel like just i don't know because there's so many things going on you broke two you hit the olympic standard meaning that if you get top three at the trials you go to the olympics for sure Mm -hmm. so how did that how did that race feel
1: that race felt really like crazy well my intention was to get the olympic standard so the olympic standard um is 159.5 So like, I was like, today's the day I'm going to go get it. Like, I don't care if I come in last as long as I get that time. (laughs) So that was pretty much my goal going into that race. So um, I'm pretty happy with the outcome. So yeah, mission accomplished for that meet. Now the big one's coming up. So
0: yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, that must have given you some confidence, you know, going into, and especially like skipping 159 because 159 is already a great time, but 158, that's like, seriously world-class caliber
1: yeah yeah I wasn't expecting it um I knew I was in shape um so I knew I definitely could go under two um but 158 that was like that was the icing on the cake
0: (laughs) is there do you feel a difference when you're running like two minutes versus 158 like when you were running did you know that you were like this is going to be super fast
1: no, it actually that's something that came to my mind too. I was like, this hurt just as much as a 203. So I was good. Like, this feels just as bad. So why didn't I just go faster in the
0: past? <laughs> okay, there you go. If anyone is here is runs a 203, just run faster. Okay. It feels the same according to Sabrina. So that's all it takes. Um okay, well. I want to like kind of dive into how you got your start in running and everything, because I remember you from high school because you're a really, really good high school runner. But when did you get your start? And I always ask this, but like, were you always good like, right away?
1: No, I, I did run 203 in high school and I won um, New Balance Nationals and all. Um, but I went to Georgetown and I was still running like the same times And I didn't really have a breakthrough until I came to Oregon. In my fifth year, so that's when things kind of shifted for me.
0: So, did you feel like like why do you think that you were running the same times at Georgetown as you were in high school? Like, were and were you frustrated during that time?
1: Yeah, it was pretty frustrating because I was still doing all the work. I guess it just didn't really work for me. I guess I don't know. um, It works for some people, but I think I just needed a shift in. Needed to start doing more fast things, um, but my aerobic capacity was really up there, so I think I did have an advantage when I did come to Oregon because I had done so much mileage.
0: Yeah. So at Georgetown, you were you training as more of a distance runner then compared to like a sprints person?
1: Yeah, I think it was more like distance, mid-distance, distance rather than like a mix of sprinting. Um, so yeah, it was completely different
0: what were you doing in high school? Because obviously like two or three is amazing as a high school athlete, which now looking back, you're probably yeah, like, why didn't I just run like- three, 158? Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now high schoolers are running like sub two now. So it's like, <laughs> that's nothing anymore. But, um, yeah, training in high school was kind of similar to Georgetown. I would think I was doing a lot of mileage in high school. Um, but we also did some speed stuff. Um, My high school coach was really into like um, long runs and running for a long time, but also like tempo running too. So I think that was kind of similar.
0: So then why did you end up choosing Georgetown?
1: Um, I chose Georgetown because I really liked the team and I really liked Coach Mike and Georgetown does have a rich history in track and field and cross country. So I thought it would be a good fit for me.
0: And then did you like your experience there as a whole? Like, I know running wise, maybe you're frustrated, but do you think it was like worthwhile experience like before coming to Oregon? Would you say that it was a good good decision?
1: Yeah, definitely. I don't regret going there at all. I had a really good experience there. Um, Yeah, I, I wouldn't have changed it. And I was grateful enough to be able to still go to Oregon and experience that.
0: So I'm so curious, why did you end up going to Oregon? Because obviously Georgetown <laughs> is in D.C. You're from New York. Yeah. So why? Obviously, track is very good at Oregon, but yeah. why did you decide to come? And also, was it what you expected?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, track is literally why I came to Oregon. Um, yeah, it, it's much different from the East Coast, I, to say the least. Um but yeah, I I came mostly for running. I wanted to commit and just, just commit everything to running pretty much. And I was also getting my master's degree. So, um, I was able to do both at Oregon and yeah, it was great.
0: (laughs) What was like the main difference training wise compared to like Oregon and Georgetown?
1: Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) uh, hmm. (laughs) it was so different. Um, well, I did
0: cross-country with
1: you guys. Yes. yes. I was so happy fun.
0: when you came. You were literally, like, <laughs> we would work out together on Tuesdays. And you were, I wish you were there for longer, like, when I was there. Because we had yeah. the best time, like, doing our little tempo mm-hmm. Ks on free We Saturday. had a
1: really good time. No, we had a really good time during cross-country. Uh, and I loved cross-country camp. Um. <laughs> <The> sun River. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Um, so, yeah, doing that in the fall was pretty similar to what I was doing at Georgetown. Um, but then when I made my shift, when I had to leave you guys, the cross-country girls.
0: <laughs> Tears Georgetown. down my face. I was genuinely like upset when you left. I was, because I was so like, sad. I was like, who oh, am I going to do tempo case with now? That's what I was
1: thinking. And I, I had to switch groups when I had to switch to the sprint group. I was like, oh my gosh, what about all my friends? <laughs> And I was like, oh man, I'm leaving Emma alone.
0: I know. But
1: yeah, so when I made that shift um, in January or late December, um, the sprint training was entirely new to me. (laughs) I had never done anything like that in my entire life. Um, So yeah, jumping over hurdles. um, I'm not really coordinated. So doing those (laughs) things with (laughs)
0: With, like weight vests on
1: yeah jumping over hurdles with weight vests and like drills and like sprinting literally it was so foreign to me so it was really hard
0: <laughs> yeah so you went from doing pro- what were you doing like 30 to 40 miles in cross-country season somewhere around yeah there? yeah and then around, how many yeah, mo- 30 40
1: 50 miles probably yeah 40 to 50
0: yeah how much mo- like because obviously i know some people on the sprint side like what did your mileage cut down to like 10 miles a week or were you we still doing like long runs
1: yeah i would do the sprint training and i would still like run before um the sprint workout so i would do my runs and all um and then i would still do my long run on sundays so um but my long run wasn't really that long <laughs> it was like 6 miles but um yeah I don't know I was probably doing like no more than 20 miles a week
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay but six miles like you guys Raven Rogers about running six miles she's like absolutely not so yeah were you like were you nervous about that because since it was so new and like you only spent one year at Oregon right yeah yeah like that's like a big switch up to like just switch up your training Mm -hmm. going into indoors like your last two seasons of college. Were you nervous? Yeah. Like, did you have any hesitation? Or were you like, I'm just going to put all my cards on the table. Like this is Oregon. I'm just going to see what happens.
1: Yeah. Um, it was kind of a mix. It was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to do everything I'm supposed to do. But also I was like, Coach Johnson, please. Can I go for a run? <laughs>
0: I feel like a lot of like the 800 runners were always like begging Johnson to go for runs like please 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 I need to at like, least please. do like 3 miles today. Let me just do a 20 minute run. Yeah. I mean yeah. like what what would you say helped you from that training?
1: I think it helped me a lot. I think it really helped me with my fast switch and um just mechanics working with coach Rad um and literally training with the 400 girls and all the other sprinters, I feel like it, um, it really helped me in my speed, even though I was being dragged along, <laughs> um, it still helped me in the 800.
0: Yeah. Would you say that you're more like nowadays, would you say that you're more of a four eight or an eight fifteen?
1: Yeah, I think nowadays, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I think I still, I'm not that great in the blocks, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even know if I can be considered foreign. Yeah. There. Um, but I haven't really ran the fifteen since I've been here. I've I did run it one time when I was at Oregon, um, and I think I ran four fifteen. So. I don't know. People run under four minutes nowadays. So I okay,
0: but 4.15, like, especially back then, a couple of years ago, I feel like I was pretty good. Maybe I'm just biased because, yeah. like, my best time was 4.18. I was like, I was good, right? I'm just trying to still yeah. make myself no. sound good. Yeah, no, we're good. We're really good. <laughs> okay, well, you are. You just ran 158. Um, well, you ended up going on to win NCAA indoors that year in the 800. Were you expecting that? at all obviously like at georgetown running 203 you probably were like a little frustrated with the lack of um, growth from high school but then you just yeah i mean <laughs> i just remember yeah. watching and being like oh my gosh Sab just won <laughs> indoors like that's wild yeah. what were your thoughts um
1: it was kind of crazy um because i when i was at georgetown i always made it to ncaa's but i never made it to the final um in the 800 at least and um yeah, I, I was kind of alarmed going into it because I was the last one into the meet. You know how they take 14 people? I was number 14 <laughs> going into it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was just, I, once I finished the prelims, um, I think we ran like 203 in that. I was like, oh, that felt pretty pretty easy. And then when it came to the finals, like, well, oh, I'm actually feeling pretty
0: good. <laughs> so, wait, that's remember, that's kind of. Oh wait, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just remember Coach Johnson being like, "Well, if you can run 28 in the last 200, then you can win this race," and and that's what I did. I don't think it was 28, but I attempted to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was close enough, but okay, how do you have the confidence? Like you were ranked 14th going in. How do you have the confidence to win? Because I feel like that's just a huge jump, you know? And it's hard to get in that mindset of like when you're the person that just, you barely made it to the meet. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, I'm going to win, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, it was pretty difficult. I feel like running the prelim actually gave me more confidence, but I knew that I wasn't, I was in better shape than, what I had run since I had only run one race before that meet um so I knew I was better than
0: that and I'm I'm sure I mean with Johnson telling you Johnson was our head coach or is the head coach at Oregon yeah (laughs) Um, I'm sure him believing in you and you and him literally telling you if you run 28 you can win this probably gave you confidence because I think people overlook a coach's belief in them, you know, at that point. Yeah. Like if a coach tells yeah. you you're, you can win, I think that instills a lot of confidence in you on the starting line.
1: Yeah, definitely. He had a lot of confidence in what I could do. Um so, yeah, having that support was really beneficial to my running.
0: How was like your Oregon experience overall? Did you enjoy it? Did you go out the way you wanted to or how did you leave Oregon?
1: I loved it. Um yeah no I definitely loved it there um I met all of you guys which was great and um
0: (laughs) that was the highlight meeting me actually the highlight
1: meeting Emma was the highlight of my Oregon experience and (laughs) and um no I I was happy I ran two minutes there um I I really did everything I came to Oregon to do so I was grateful for that opportunity
0: So you graduated and then did you already know you're like, I'm gonna go pro for sure? Or were you, did you have any hesitations
1: at all? Yeah, no, that was my goal to run fast and go pro. So um, yeah, I, that's, that was my main intention. So coach Johnson helped me with all of that afterward.
0: What other groups were you looking at or was it just you were looking for contracts because like groups I mean I feel like more groups are popping up now but yeah especially 800 meter specific ones it's like there's only a couple you know
1: yeah I was looking at Brooks and I looked here and um where else did I look I was just looking around at all different kinds of groups I can join um because it yeah it wasn't as there weren't as many groups as there are now so um It's kind of hard, (laughs) like coming out of college, it's kind of hard to figure all of these things out alone. So I'm happy I had people around me that I can like take advice from and all.
0: Were you excited to stay in Eugene? (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I was actually finishing my master's program because it was a two-year program and I had finished one year when I was at Oregon with you guys. Um, So it it kind of worked out that way. I was able to complete my degree and um, still run.
0: Well I mean that's nice.
1: Yeah. So you're, Oh that kind
0: of sucks though because then you were still going to class and you're like a pro athlete, yeah. but you are still like everyone no one else is even in school anymore because everyone has graduated yeah. but you're like still gotta go on campus. You see people that like, you were like on the team with last year you're like hey. I'm like
1: hi. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah literally. Exactly it was kind of weird because like no one here has been to school in years so I was the only one like going to class and then like rushing to practice and then we were just like what is she doing
0: yeah so how um, has how has pro running been for you since then because like obviously then you guys were training on Hayward but that got yeah. demolished at a certain point yeah. so much- well you were on South Eugene probably Amazon I see a lot of Amazon yeah. workouts coming from you guys yes all
1: the time literally after my NCAA race they demolished the track so I never, <laughs> I've never been back since. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've been training at South Eugene, Hamlin, and um, Priest Trail. So that's pretty much where we get our workouts done. And um, yeah, we we haven't been to Hayward yet. So the trials will be the first time.
0: Whoa. A Wait, will you, guys, will you guys be able to train on it eventually? Because I was talking to a tom farrell the other day very briefly at portland track festival yeah. and he was saying that like because of covid no one was really on the track mm-hmm. other than
1: the team yeah exactly because of coronavirus we haven't been able to like train um at the university so um it makes sense the university has their own regulation so um we just can't
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just can't believe that you're doing all your workouts on South Eugene. You're yeah. building. No wonder you run 158. You're building your mental strength. you are yeah, building
1: that strength. We even lift from our garage.
0: Wow. Okay. Because
1: yeah, we can't go to, we can't go to campus to lift.
0: Good. Well, hopefully, I mean, eventually, you know, things will be lifted and yeah. you'll be able to train at like the be- new beautiful Hayward Field with very yeah. much upgraded locker rooms and weight rooms and whatever.
1: Yeah. Oh, I took the tour. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. What are you most excited for? Like the nap pods in there?
1: I saw the nap pods. That was great. But even when we had them at the cast, I didn't use them. So. Yeah, I mean.
0: <laughs> I actually don't even know where they were located in that build. They were
1: located near that boxing ring. Oh,
0: right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Why
1: is there a boxing ring? I don't know. Yeah, actually
0: really nice. <laughs> right it was like very front and center in one of our yeah. buildings just a big boxing ring never saw one person in there but sure <laughs> yeah. that's so funny today's episode is brought to you by whoop WHOOP is a fitness wearable that provides 24-7 personalized insights around your sleep, recovery, and daily activities. So whether you're running your first 5k or your 10th marathon, WHOOP can help you train smarter and recover faster so you get to the start line healthy. I've been wearing WHOOP for the past couple months and it has been so helpful in really holding me accountable to especially my sleep. The Sleep Coach provides you with personalized sleep recommendations based on your previous night's sleep and how active you were over the course of the day. So moving to New York City, one of my biggest goals has been get better sleep because over the past couple of months, my sleep has been so awful. I swear I've been getting like five hours a night and I know when I don't get enough sleep, I get sick. And also I'm definitely not recovering from my workouts as fast as I should. So sleep is a huge priority for me and WHOOP helps me keep track of it and also holds me accountable to get enough sleep so that I recover well so I can be ready for my workout the next day or even in a couple days. The app also has built-in features like the Strain Coach so you can see how hard you're pushing your body every day and set goals based on your body's recovery. So say you had a really, really hard day yesterday and it was just a really big strain on your body. Whoop will probably tell you the next day that you should take it easy that day and gives you a strain score that you should shoot for for optimal recovery. It's super cool and if you're a data-focused person, Whoop is the best because it really just helps you to through data how your body's recovering and what it adapts best to and it just it's a really good way to hold yourself accountable to get the recovery in you need to stay injury free and just feel your best when it comes to training so whoop is offering 15% off with the code cold brew at checkout so go to whoop that's w-h-o-o-p.com and enter code cold brew at checkout to save 15% sleep better recover faster and run faster Get to the start line healthy with whoop. Um, well, how has like training been since college? And what's what's the difference between college training and training now as a pro?
1: Yeah, the difference, um, hmm, things feel like, I, mean, I don't know. I guess the workouts are more um, speed endurance nowadays. Um, yeah, we do a lot of speed endurance and a lot of tempo stuff. Um, now we're like sprinting, <laughs> sprinting, sprinting. So <laughs> it's just a mix of everything. So I think that's the difference, it's not just like just sprinting or just tempo or just long running kind of thing.
0: Yeah. How has like, cause I feel like I haven't really seen you race until this year. Were you racing after yeah. like 2018 or what is like the progression been like for you?
1: Yeah. Well, after I left Oregon, um my first year here with the group I had a stress fracture so um that year I was in a boot and uh, I did end up racing but really poorly because I was not healed yet um and then my second year which was last year I had a ruptured Achilles <laughs> oh <laughs> so ouch. but I still competed um I still competed with the Achilles tear thing um, in the little big friendly meets. <laughs> we had the big friendly meets, a couple of those. Yeah. So um, yeah, I did those races, but after the season was done, I got, um, finally got a PRP injection and then I was in a boot for a month or two. Um, so yeah, I didn't get that.
0: <laughs> so yeah, feeling good.
1: So yeah, great. <laughs> so now, now that I have two feet and two legs at work, things are going well.
0: <laughs> okay, wait, where did you get a stress fracture? What part of your body? My shin. Okay. Yeah. Ow! First of all, I've never yeah. had a stress injury. Like, what did it come from? You just think overtraining?
1: Yeah, I think um, just the switch up of training, just going from what I was doing at Oregon to like building up volume maybe too fast. Um. So, yeah, I think maybe just too much from what I was doing. It so maybe you, could have been yeah. more gradual.
0: Yeah. So, you were in a boot and then you recovered, and then the Achilles stuff started happening?
1: Yeah, the Achilles stuff started happening um, in March 2020. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I around, when, the- around when coronavirus started hitting the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, running. I guess
0: that's not the worst time, but it's never yeah. a good time for your Achilles to rupture. But, you know, yeah. no races were happening. But, okay. Yeah. We I'm just curious. In the big friendlies. Yeah. 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 So I've had like Achilles problems in the past. And, yeah. you know, it like hurts every single step that you take. Like, I really yeah. didn't run on it. So I'm confused as to how you were <laughs> racing 800s on it. Like, so it fully ruptured at some point yeah it was it was it
1: was a tear that was like yeah I I don't even know how that happened but I guess because I was just pushing and pushing on it because it was a tear
0: yeah so okay so it was hurting and then when did you like was it did it rupture during practice or was like during a race or
1: no I didn't even know until I knew it was hurting but I didn't even know like to what extent the injury was until I was done with the season so that's when I went to go, like I had planned to get my PRP injection or any injection um, that I needed to get to for the healing process. But I held out until after the season was done. That was the plan. But then when I got to the, <laughs> when I got to the doctor, he was like, whoa, I didn't know it was this bad. I was like, oh, great.
0: <laughs> so what do they have to do? They did put a needle yeah. in you and then you were good or what?
1: Yeah, I thought I would just need the needle and then I'd be good, but it turned out I needed the injection, and then I needed to be in a boot, and I couldn't do any exercising for um, I think it was like six to eight weeks. Yeah. So
0: then, when when were you like fully healed from that, and you were starting to train again?
1: Um, like late November.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's like recent, kind of. So
1: kind of not really. Well, but yeah, yeah.
0: Were you like scared? Okay, especially like last year in twenty twenty, when you thought that the Olympic trials were happening in
1: yeah, like yeah, that June. Was scary. Yeah, yeah, that was more scary to me actually. Um, so I kind, I guess it kind of worked out in my favor because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in pain and the trials are coming up. Um, so yeah, that actually was an advantage for me. Um, not saying that. I'm happy that COVID happened, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> just timeline. Yeah, definitely yeah. Yeah, no. was good in that sense, but okay. So you're healed in November and you just yeah, felt was, like you were just confident and you were like, I'm going to yeah. get back in shape and be ready by June.
1: Yeah, I was pretty much, um, I was doing like short runs in November. Um, so it was just a, just starting to like get into it and start training and doing actual like mile repeats and stuff. Um so yeah, I just kept going and progressed from there.
0: When did you feel like you were in like good shape again? Like you were ready to rip a good 800?
1: Yeah. Surprisingly, I felt good once my foot was healed. Like once I was out of the boot and I took my first run on the track like for two laps, I felt great
0: you were I like, know, oh, I'm gonna was... run 158 right now.
1: Actually, <laughs> I just felt really good. I don't know if it was because I was, I felt normal again, not having an injury, or like, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't think I was in shape, but I did feel good just moving.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's sweet relief <laughs> that you feel after coming off, especially like if you're yeah. racing on months and months of pain in your Achilles. Two, yeah. to run two laps and not have it hurt I probably yeah. would just shed tears of joy at that point
1: yeah it was like yeah I was so happy um so yeah the workouts felt easier it didn't feel like I was like going to cry yeah, <laughs> yeah well that's step. good yeah
0: um so now we've got the Olympic trials coming in hot it's just in a couple weeks mm-hmm. actually what is it like two weeks now Look at my calendar. Yeah, wow, so crazy, so soon. What does life look like for you over these next two weeks? As someone who like genuinely has the chance to make the team, like what what are you focusing on over the next two weeks?
1: Um, well, just pretty much maintaining and just staying sharp because all the work has already been put in place. Like now, it's just maintaining and just staying, um, literally, just staying sharp for the race. There's nothing more we can do really at this point. Um, So yeah, it's just staying here and
0: doing what we do. (laughs) So what does like a day in the life look like for you at this moment in time?
1: At this moment in time, nothing much has changed. Just uh, Monday, Wednesday lift, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday workouts, Sunday long run. And that's pretty much it.
0: What's your biggest like recovery tool would you say? Like what is your like go-to day-to-day? What is something that you do that makes you feel good?
1: I think my recovery tool my I really like using my Normatec. Um but I also like like mm, what do I like? Physical therapy definitely. Um I do my exercises with PT Dan. So. oh my gosh
0: <laughs> that's awesome wow yeah. I didn't know that you guys worked with him he's yeah, our PT he's at been... Oregon he's great
1: yeah he's awesome um and yeah just the same pretty much the same stuff yeah Normatech probably is my favorite
0: yeah that's a lot of people's favorite because I think it's just yeah. laying there yeah exactly felt. I could
1: just like literally it's the easiest recovery I could do <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like foam roller too much ever. That's like a third yeah, like, workout. Oh, for the moving day. my
1: body, yeah. Moving my body in okay, pain, no. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Well, okay, how many rounds of the 800 do you have at the trials? Three. Prelim,
1: semis, and then the final.
0: Okay. Are you ready to do you feel ready to run three rounds? And how many days yeah. do you have in between?
1: Um, so it's back to back pretty much for the prelim and the semi, but we have a couple of days before the final. Okay.
0: How many yeah. girls right now have the Olympic standard?
1: Oh.
0: Do you know? I, I should have looked this know. up.
1: Yeah, I don't even know, but I feel like a lot of people have hit it. Even the fifteen hundred girls have been killing it too, so they'll probably enter in the eight as well.
0: <laughs> give you a, <laughs> give you a little bit more run for your money. <laughs> yeah. add them to the yeah. pot, sure.
1: Yes, yeah, add them all in. So
0: what yeah. what is There's it going to take for you to uh, make the team? Do you think?
1: I don't know. It can really go any way. I could see any scenario. Basically, um, could either go out fast or slow, and then kick at the end. You know, so just never know. Depends on how everyone's feeling that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like the 800 is a lot about being adaptable. That and the 15. It's like you just need to yeah. adapt to if it's going to go out slow, fast. I mean, you could say that for every race, though. But yeah. like, it's just it's so quick that it's like you don't really have time to think. So exactly. it's like if it, if it was in a 5k, it's like even if it does go out slow, like you have time to think about it and you can like process it and everything, but in the eight and the 15, I mean, I'm yeah. biased cause I ran the 15, but like,
1: no you just don't have to time to
0: think. You're not thinking mm-hmm. you're just doing, and you can't think too much about it and you have no time to process. You just are thrown at it and you have to go with it without even exactly. deciding anything. Do you yeah. prefer one way or the other? Like, do you prefer to go out harder or slower or even split? Um,
1: I don't know if I have a preference. I just know that if it goes out a certain way um I'm going to have to stay strong and just go with it. So yeah, we don't have a preference. You really can't in this race.
0: <laughs> you have to be prepared for anything. <laughs> yeah, what is so you've already run 158 like what is your, I'm sure you had a time goal which was the 1595 or whatever um mm-hmm. for the Olympic standard, but what is your time goal now? Would you say that you yeah. have one or is it now just all about placing?
1: Yeah, for me right now, it's just all about placing. Um, I don't really have a time goal anymore. It's just top three. That's my goal.
0: If you say you had to go out and like run a time trial right now, you have pacers and everything. Like how fast (laughs) do you think that you could run in like a perfect setup? Oh, shoot.
1: Huh. I don't even know. I feel like I can go 157. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean
0: now it's like it's hard to get those perfect conditions. It's like no one's yeah. racing for those times really anymore. So
1: exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but I definitely, I feel like I can definitely hit that. Um, since I ran 158 last week and kind of lane two. So maybe if I'm not in lane two, i my faster.
0: Yeah. So what is, what are the goals? Obviously, make the team. Do you have anything else beyond that or anything? I guess like process wise over the next couple of weeks that you want to work on?
1: Yeah. I just want to, yeah, that's my main goal, making the team, um, just getting through the rounds. Um, And that's, that's pretty much my focus right now. I know I'll have other goals, but I like to set them as I go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, What is, (laughs) what's like the process of going through the rounds? Because obviously you've been through it with like prelims and finals in college and stuff is there like a mindset that you have? Because for me, like in college, I really struggled with that. Like going yeah. with finishing one race, like I would finish the prelim and just be like, so happy that I made it to the final, you know, and I would be like a little yeah. too content with that. Like making it to the final. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what, how do you deal with that?
1: Um, it's kind of like, uh, that's a really good question. I feel like it's, it's kind of like checking off the boxes. Like I don't want to be happy with just making it to the final um, because the final is the race. So I don't want to just be happy to be there. It's like, no, I am on a mission to get top three.
0: Yeah. I think it's just setting that goal like far in advance and just like having it ingrained Mm -hmm. into you. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just like a mindset of elite athletes that have that, like I guess I wasn't elite enough to have it.
1: <laughs> you no had it. I
0: Definitely. mean it's just, it's true though it's just like I would go into it just being very content and like not having that desire to you know place top three or whatever or yeah. do well in the final you know I was just happy to be there and that's been my whole life and I just I yeah. find it really admirable for people like you or people that are at that top level that I just have that like determination and goal and they can just you see people, you know, after prelims, they they run the prelim and they make it look easy and they just walk off without even like thinking about it. And I just really <laughs> admire those people because I'm like, if only I could have that mindset of just like racing the prelim like it was just, you know, like you said, checking it off and being like, Okay, time to get ready for the big one, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just it's but really cool to not see people be able thing. To do
1: that. I yeah. I honestly think that's not a bad thing because I find it difficult to find that balance of like okay, I've done this, now I'm moving on to the next thing, instead of, like, celebrating the smaller things, like, I made it here, so I think that's not so much of a bad thing, because that's something I would like to have, in a sense, not entirely, because I still have the checkbox. No, I mean, that makes sense, yeah, yeah, no, it's good to have both,
0: yeah, because so you do want you need it. to celebrate. You need to celebrate the little things, like you said. Like exactly. you have to celebrate qualifying in the final, but not too much. You yeah, get, exactly. You can't get not content <laughs> yeah. because you don't want to so, show up on the starting line of the final being like, "I'm just happy to be here." You know, <laughs> yeah. you need to check that box of getting top three. So exactly, there
1: needs and to I be think, a nice yeah.
0: balance. Yeah exactly well I'm sure like so many people are excited to watch you at the trials I know I am you just had like such a good year and I know you're such a good person too so Aww. I'm I just love, I love seeing people that I know doing so well and I'm like obviously rooting for them and I'm hoping like people that are listening to this podcast you know they're either going to be at the trials or they're going to be at home being like I know her you know that's Sabrina we're going to root for <laughs> her <from> Emma's podcast <laughs> okay yeah. no they won't know me they won't know you for that but they'll know you for an- <laughs> Getting top three, uh, we're manifesting it out here. But yes. so the next part of the episode, I you had a lot of listener questions because I'm sure everyone wants to know things <laughs> about the 800 meter expert. So we can just go through them. Um, the first one, what is your favorite thing about the 800?
1: Ooh, my favorite thing. I think that I like it because it's not too long, <laughs> but I think that um, it's a really big challenge um, for me and I just love the competition and having to stick with it with 400 500 to go just I don't know how to explain how I love it it's kind of a love-hate relationship pretty much <laughs> I don't understand 800 <laughs>
0: meter runners you guys yeah. are crazy because that race is it so is hard kinda
1: crazy. <laughs> you have to be a little bit crazy to run this event so I guess you could call me crazy but my favorite thing is probably um, just competing, and being everyone is in a pack. It's not like all stretched out, and not saying that it's boring if it's stretched out, but it just keeps you checked into the race. <laughs> there are people no around. No time to think. No time <laughs> yeah, to think. Yeah, no time to think. That's why I like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, what is your what what do you think is the best eight hundred meter race strategy?
1: I don't think there is a best 800 meter race strategy just depends depends on on, it just depends on the person and like who else is in it and how it's going it's like sometimes race plans just have to be thrown out the window when things aren't going the way that you expect them to go so I don't know if there's a perfect strategy
0: are you the type of person do you like positive splitting do you like negative splitting? I feel like most 800s are positive split
1: yeah, I think most of them go out fast and everyone dies a little bit in the second lap. Um, so yeah, that's Sounds usually fun. how it
0: goes. <laughs> that's usually how it goes, but yeah. Yeah. Um, what is, okay, no, next one. What do you think about when, <laughs> I'm a mess, I'm a mess over here. What you, I literally have this written down on like a little flimsy note. Pad. <laughs> You're like, no, not this one. No, not that one. that terrible question. Whoever asked that, just kidding. Um also I'm dripping sweat in my mouth right now. Just kind of distracting. Is there no
1: air conditioning there? I should have
0: turned it on. I'm so sweaty. It's like 95 degrees here. No one cares. Um, what do you think about when you're racing or working out?
1: Um, when I'm working out, I'm thinking, okay, I try to break it down like just this rep or just this hundred. Um just focus on one specific thing, or if I focus on just remember to lift and whip, as Coach Rad would tell us.
0: <laughs> just remember Do, to lift your legs. <laughs> doing those yeah. little 80 meter stride things at the yeah. end. Coach Rad is our lifting coach, and he's your lifting coach too, right? Yeah. For OTC, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so crazy to think that like Coach Rad is still your yeah. lifting coach. That's wild. Lift and whip. Yeah. From from
1: the hips. Whip. So I'll just think of the, either that or something I want to focus on. Um just finishing this rep. Um, or if there's something specific I'm working on, like keeping my my hips lifted, um, I'll try to tune into that. So yeah, those are kind of the things I'll focus on during a rep or a workout um or a race.
0: So the last hundred meters of a race, everyone is feel like going out the back. What are you thinking uh-huh. about? You see the finish line in sight, a hundred meters away, which isn't really that close. What, yeah. what is going through your head at that moment?
1: It depends on the day. Sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, 100 meters is so long. Other days it's like, just keep your form. Mostly it's just like, just keep your form and things will align themselves. So yeah. mostly just lifting and whipping. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Rat would be proud shout out coach <laughs> Rat, if you're listening and i know you're not <laughs> um okay <laughs> ask her about her signature photo pose that's from jake willard oh ooh. okay little duck face and peace sign for yeah. those yeah yeah that's that's my
1: signature pose okay run j will yeah
0: <laughs> run j will shout out he actually might be listening so shout, yes, out willard. shout out Jake to run j. Will. <laughs> Um, okay, Chanel Price asks, "How much do you love Chanel Price?"
1: Wow. Okay, a lot. You very go. much. You know, she actually told me she submitted a question to you, so I was awaiting to see what kind of ridiculousness she would send in.
0: Was so, it that- yes, Chanel? Was-
1: I love you very much, and I know you can hear me out there.
0: Oh, is- do you live with her? Yeah,
1: okay. I do.
0: <laughs> she thought like if she's listening she'll be happy if not she'll still be happy because she's <laughs> listening right now so um what has been your biggest breakthrough in life slash running slash both
1: Wow. What I know running well I think honestly moving to the west coast was a big deal for me um I'm such an east coast city girl so coming to Eugene Oregon was like a real I don't know, a real shock to me.
0: (laughs) A real experience.
1: Yeah, that was a real experience. So kind of adapting to a different lifestyle was probably the biggest thing for me.
0: Is it just like more slow moving or is it like the people? What's the biggest difference? Yeah,
1: I think the biggest difference is like the slow pace. Like I'm used to everything being like, everybody, let's hurry up. We need to get there, even though there's nothing really important to accomplish. (laughs) (laughs) and then here it's just like oh let's just take our time like there's no rush there's no reason to go fast in life so yeah I think that's the biggest thing for me I'll be in the car driving yeah I'll be in the car driving I'm like oh my gosh please let's hurry up and I'll make this light And everyone's just driving ten miles per
0: hour. Okay, Oregon is the worst of that. Like California, at least is better. I mean, okay, drivers aren't better there because everyone's wild. But like Oregon, people are going forty miles per hour and a fifty, and everyone stops when the light is yellow. And I'm like, let's yes. get a move let's on, get people. It. Yeah.
1: But like, like you said,
0: like you said, there's nothing at like the finish line. You know, I don't need to be here. <laughs> like,
1: what? No, I need to get I home so I can, can sit
0: it. on my couch. Like. <laughs>
1: exactly
0: yeah
1: so that's the thing like driving here for me is just too much I can't I
0: just yeah no <laughs> it is wild because I just moved to New York and it's I just love how fast-paced it is like no one even cares yeah. like I, I went to go get a massage the other day and then the person's like uh-huh. Emma and then they walked me to a room I didn't even see the masseuse. I was <laughs> down on the table she massaged me then left the room and then I was out in like my massage was 60 minutes long and I think I was out of Ooh. there in 61 minutes. So it's like it was they so fast. No they waste no yeah. time.
1: No time. No time and is I love wasted that. in New York. Yeah, yeah I, I love, love that. that too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit of a change. Oh,
1: also I had to get my driver's license when I moved to Oregon, so I didn't actually drive until I got
0: it. Oh, <laughs> That's so crazy City. to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry yeah. to you because you had to uh, go deal with all the My slow drivers driving.
1: yeah, My yeah. no offense drivers. no
0: offense to Oregon people that yes. drive slow no, I
1: love I love you Eugene Oregon people but please the speed limit is
0: 25 yeah please <laughs> let's go 25 not 20 um. okay someone I think they took this from one of my YouTube videos back in 2017 because I, I kind of remember this someone said what's your Starbucks order is it still soy caramel macchiato with extra caramel drizzle with cinnamon oh
1: I remember that oh my gosh how did they know I don't know yes. I was
0: like I barely remember that
1: oh my gosh yeah no that's still my order but lately my order has been Um, a warm grande chai tea latte no water six pumps chai
0: and soy milk
1: (laughs) (laughs) so that's what I'm on right now
0: okay well we got a little update
1: (laughs) yeah that's my update but if I get the caramel macchiata I'm still
0: getting the soy
1: extra caramel drizzle and all that's yes. So
0: <laughs> funny. I like, because I saw that, qu- I saw the little like question thing that the person submitted. I was like, that, that sounds <laughs> that's so, so familiar. Specific. That's so specific. Yeah, and yeah. that sounds a little familiar. Like I'm trying, and I like just have this vision in my mind. I, I definitely like, said that in your vlog. That's so funny. Wow. Someone really remembers wow. that. I wonder I'm if they amazed. went back. I, wonder I if they hope went back that they looked.
1: tried it. I hope that they tried that order too, because that is a
0: great drink. Yeah. Well, maybe they did, and that's why they remembered it.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, update. Soy chai, no water, six months chai. And if it's iced,
0: no ice, ice on the side.
1: Still six months chai. Whoa, okay.
0: Got to get that, that bang for your buck.
1: Exactly.
0: Okay, the last question I have for you is, do you have any advice to your younger self?
1: Yes, I do, actually. I think that I would tell my younger self to be more patient and um, worry less because things will definitely align as long as you keep working and persevering.
0: I think you're the true definition of that. I mean, coming off of rupturing Achilles, stress fractures, <laughs> plateauing maybe a little bit at Georgetown, and now you're running 158 like <laughs> and you're vying for an Olympic spot. I think
1: a lot yeah. of people can so, probably
0: um, agree with the perseverance <laughs> factor. That, yeah. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's like a really hard thing to do. Stay patient. Um, so yeah, that's one thing I would tell my younger self, just keep staying patient and keep working.
0: Awesome. Well, where can people follow you at? Because now we got a big couple of weeks coming up. Where can they check out your stuff or results or anything that you post?
1: Um, Like my Instagram. I pretty much update people on what's going on. Sabrina Gem, J E M. Um, and my Twitter, which
0: I barely use,
1: is Sabrina. It's an extra A at the end, J E M.
0: Awesome. Um, and you also run for Oregon Track Club, which I'm sure like people the social media is on fire there. So Mm -hmm. there's always results being uh,
1: Yes, definitely. The Oregon Track Club Elite Instagram, they update everything that we do here in our group so that would probably be the best place to find out
0: awesome well you already know I'm rooting for you and I'm sure everyone listening is so good luck these next (laughs) couple weeks and thanks so much for coming on thank
1: you I'm honored
0: um to close out the episode can we get a good old peace out fellas
1: peace out fellas
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of comments over cold brew. I hope you enjoyed it. I absolutely love Sabrina. She literally, I'm not even kidding. She was probably one of my favorite people to work out with at Oregon, even though we were only on the team for a short amount of time. She's just so humble and so kind and really funny too. So I hope you guys are rooting for her at the trials because I know I will be whether you're in person or, you know, just at your TV, please root for Sabrina because she's the best and it'll be fun to see how she does. So don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already, share with your friends, follow our Instagram at pod if you want to be up to date on the latest episodes or submit listener questions to our guests. Thank you guys so much again for listening and I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas.